Welcome to the Kennedy Report. I'm Kennedy Hall. Today we begin a series of videos on Catholic masculinity, specifically on how can we build up men for the church. Our Lady appeared at Fatima over a hundred years ago, and she made it very clear to us that if the consecration was not properly done, that the errors of Russia would spread. And as a result, in the last century, we've seen a lot of trials and tribulations to the fabric of our civilization not least of which has been to the family. Of course, when we think of the errors of Russia, we think of communism, Marxism, evolutionism, etc., and all those things are extremely grave and can't be understated. However, one of the errors that has spread has been what our concept of what a man is, and as a result, what our concept of what a father is, what a husband is, and what does that mean as a Catholic man? These things are not easily understood in our society today, but luckily our church provides us with perennial wisdom from tradition, from the saints, from theology, scripture, etc. And that's what we're going to go through over the next few episodes. In today's episode, we're going to look at the basic nature of what a man is and how we can identify what a man is in the eyes of Holy Mother Church, founded by our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, first thing we should think of is what does our culture say a man is? It's not a very easy question to answer. In fact, if you look up the definition of man, and if you look that up in a modern dictionary, you'll find something pretty vanilla, pretty banal. Something like, a man is that which is male. It doesn't really give you any information on what a man is supposed to be. Now, if you look at our popular culture, and you look at how men are portrayed in our society, it's a mess. You have everything from the stereotypical machismo, I'm thinking of the actions, heroes, superstars, and that's exciting and everything, but it's very one-dimensional. And usually the men in those roles tend to have a problem with promiscuity and womanizing, etc. But then on the other hand, you have this sort of oversensitive, perhaps uh, overly soft, not having any physical strength or fortitude in his character. And that's very common in a lot of movies and popular music today. Now... Our culture suffers from a lot of problems, and our, the Fatima Center has talked about that extensively in our conferences, etc. But those two stereotypical representations of what a man is, according to our culture, they actually do point at two parts of the truth that our culture just can't seem to put together. And luckily, our church has been able to do so. So once again, does our culture provide a definition for what a man is? Well... Recently, one of the major psychological associations in the USA, I believe they defined uh, the idea of traditional masculinity as something that was inherently toxic. Now, that's not something we can accept as Catholics. Not just because it's anti-man or anything like that, but because it's anti-truth. We know as Catholics that male and female, the masculine and the feminine, are perfections. Okay, No one can be too feminine uh, just like no one can be too virtuous. No one can be too masculine, just like no one can be too virtuous. In fact, I think a lot of the time, because our culture has a skewed version of what masculinity is, of what a man is, that we associate these erroneous stereotypes with men and women and with masculinity and femininity. And as a result, when we see those, we think, well, that must be a man in the extreme. Unfortunately, I would actually say, or conversely, I would say, uh, it's not that these representations are extremely too masculine or there's too much of a man in his character. I think there's a lack thereof. Now, 
How are men portrayed in our society? Well, I just spoke of the examples we have in the popular culture when it comes to things like Hollywood and popular music, etc. And if we look through those, I mean, hopefully if you have children, they're not listening to the average music you hear on the radio. It's not all bad, but most of it is. And if you look at my generation, for example, I grew up where rap music got really big. And the average lyrics in the songs, the men that were glorified in them, you know, if you were to slow those down and listen to them and actually think about what was being explained, that would not be someone you'd ever want your children to hang out around. And the same thing can be said for rock and roll music, etc. So clearly, on the one hand, men are portrayed in our society as these womanizing, you know, they're just always going after the material pleasures, etc. They have no real virtue. On the other hand, we have what I call the Homer Simpson phenomenon, where we see the average man as someone who goes to work, comes home, he sits on the couch, he opens up a beer, and he basically says, yes, dear, and sort of negates all of his household duties. Now, there's nothing wrong with relaxing uh, when you get home after work. Of course, those are wonderful things. But that's sort of a caricature that's been made quite common in our society. So, the basic popular representations of what a man is in 2020 in North America are not good when it comes to what a man is. And if we think about what I recently said about the fact that even psychological associations are labeling masculinity or what a man truly is as something that's toxic, we have a real problem. Now, what have been the effects of this on the church and the culture as a result? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. If you think about how the average woman is treated, you know, through the usage of pornography, by the over-sexualization of young women, especially through social media, etc., we have a real problem. But I don't mean to say this because I want to tear men down. In fact, that's the opposite of what we're trying to do here. We're just at this point trying to identify perhaps a problem, uh, look at this in a way where we can see where we need to move forward. Young men have not been given the tools. If you ask a young man what he wants to be or who he wants to be, what it means for him to grow up and be a man, I would imagine he can't give you an answer. What's he supposed to say? Is he supposed to say that he wants to be like one of the celebrities that he sees? Well, I hope not because... Even, you know, even the average person who's into the popular culture, they know in their hearts that these idols that we see in Hollywood, etc., they're not admirable. They might be famous, but they're not someone that we want to be. Okay? And as a result, uh, there's been a couple generations of men that have grown up in the last 50 or 60 years, perhaps longer, where the popular perceptions that we're looking to for inspiration, they're not giving us anything that we need in order to become good fathers, good husbands, etc. And the effects of that have been disastrous on the family. Uh, there's varying statistics about divorce rates, etc., but we know that it's a problem, okay? And we know that families suffer as a result. Uh, depending on which psychological studies you look at, pornography usage, whether you call it an addiction or a habit or frequent usage, whatever the sort of survey is, the reality is that the numbers are very high, okay? Um, and anyone that's ever worked, let's say, in social services with young people, etc., they'll tell you that when there is a lack of good masculine character in the home, whether it's the biological father or a good father figure who can himself do great work for the young person, for young people in his household, if that's missing, the, you know, the chances of, of committing criminal activity, etc., they exponentially rise. So clearly, we have a problem with 
understanding what a man is and his importance in our society. Now, we know in the Catholic Church that all grace comes through the Catholic Church. And as a result, if we have a society that has problems, then really we need to look to the church because society is going to reflect what's happening in the walls of the church. And if we look to what's happened in the last 50 or 60 years, we know that this has not been a golden age in our church. And we only need to look at the declining numbers of vocations, the state of the liturgy in most parishes, the various priestly scandals that have come about. These are not things that are fun for us to talk about as Catholics, but they're realities. And these things only happen when we do not have strong men in charge. If we don't have courageous, heroic, truly masculine men in charge as fathers and shepherds of souls, then just like a household that has a lack of a father figure, etc., so too will our parishes, our spiritual families, suffer as a result. The effects on the church have been disastrous. Okay, Everything from, uh, like I talked about the liturgy, but also basic doctrine. How is it that people can grow up 50, 60 years going to Mass every Sunday, uh, going through catechism classes, etc., and by the time they're you know, past their middle age, they can't tell you essentially what the Immaculate Conception is. They can't tell you what transubstantiation is. This is why at the Fatima Center we're doing this basic catechism series with our content director, David Rodriguez. Now, now that we've diagnosed that we have an issue, like I said, I don't mean to beat up on men because I really think that in a lot of ways, a lot of young men especially have been given a raw deal, which is why we want to do this, to help us find a way to move forward. So what does the church say in her traditions about the nature of man and who he is? Well, there's actually a lot in the meaning of the Latin word for the actual name, the actual word for what man is in Latin. So if we go back to Genesis and we use the Latin Vulgate, we find that the word used to describe Eve is virago. Now, what does that have to do with men? Well, the word virago, it literally means comes from man. And the word, that first part of the word there is vir, V-I-R. That's the Latin word for man. Now, what's interesting is in Genesis, when man is created, etc., it's just assumed that this word vir is going to apply to Adam. So when Eve is created, the word virago is used. And if you look up what the translation of the word virago is, it actually means heroic maiden or something like female warrior. It shows the prefiguration of the Blessed Mother coming as the female heroic maiden who will vanquish the serpent. It's quite prophetic. It's the only time in the whole entire Bible, if you do a keyword search on the Latin Vulgate, the only time you'll find the word virago is in that part in Genesis when Eve is called woman. The rest of the Bible, when the word woman is used, it's a different word, mulier. It's a different type of Latin word for the same meaning. So the name for man is vir. And that word is also part of the word virtu, which means strength. So as far back as you go in church wisdom and tradition and linguistic tradition, philosophical tradition, of what a man is, you find the word strength or virtue and the word man intrinsically linked. Now, that's politically incorrect to say today, to say that manliness or masculinity is virtue. 
but not much of what the Catholic Church does teach is politically correct nowadays, which is why we need to build up men for the church in order to withstand the, the social pressures. But to be virtuous, you could actually translate that in a way it actually means to be manly. In fact, I can't remember which nun it was, but writing in the, you know, in the Middle Ages sometime, she actually talked about the need for having manly nuns for her convent. Clearly, she didn't mean nuns that had facial hair, etc. But what she meant was she wanted nuns who had heroic and strong character. And she was using that tradition that the church has given us by understanding that intrinsic in the nature of what a man is, is strength, virtue, and honor. Now, over the next series of videos, what we're going to do is we're going to go through practical steps on how we can go from this cultural perception, which is very foggy, you know, very superficial, doesn't give us a lot of guidance, and unfortunately leads a lot of men away from the truth and from virtue, etc. And we're going to go through various strategies, um, various uh, pieces of uh, wisdom from our church tradition, various devotions, etc., to help us build strong men, everything from the spiritual to the physical to the moral to the virtue, etc. So, in our next episode, what we will discuss is we're going to discuss the vice of effeminacy. And this is a very um, touchy topic for a lot of people because there's a lot of confusion about what this means. But nonetheless, now that we've identified what a man is, especially in the wisdom of the church, we're going to look at the primary vice that, in my opinion, affects a great portion of men in our age and then lead into a remedy on how we can fix that in subsequent videos. Thank you for watching and have a great day.